Christmas. Yeah. Yes, well, hello and welcome to the annual Two Geeks, Two Beers Christmas special. Mm. Because Christmas just wouldn't be Christmas without two drunks getting into an argument about something insignificant. <laughs> Every weekend for us, isn't it? Every weekend. Yeah. And on that theme, this year we're going to be talking a load of old dickens, discussing <laughs> and debating who is our favourite screen Scrooge. Yeah. So, Charles Dickens' classic tale of festive redemption, A Christmas Carol has of course been adapted many times for the screen. Who can forget a diva's Christmas Carol on VH1 starring Vanessa Williams? <laughs> <laughs> Ghosts of Christmas Past with Matthew McConaughey. Oh, and gosh. of course, Kelly Clarkson's cautionary Christmas music tale. <laughs> yeah. I've got a few others. Oh, you? Few. Yeah. Go on. Um, so, well, originally, Lionel Barrymore, who was Mr. Potter and It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, Mr. Potter? <laughs> you're a bitch. You know, <laughs> you know what you are, Mr. Potter? You're a bitch. You're a bitch, and I bet you'd like to suck it, wouldn't you? <laughs> my James. <dream, my> <laughs> Always find it so funny. Thank, it was a South Park, right? South Park, okay. yeah. Um, yeah, he, he used to do annual broadcasts during mm. his last two decades of his, of his life. <laughs> Of, of uh, um, his career. Of his career. Yeah. Um, Orson Welles did it. Wolford Bramble from uh, um, Steptoe and Sunny did it. Albert Finney. Sid James did a, I think probably a carry on version of it. Walter Matthau. And Henry Winkler did, did an American Christmas Carol. Now bear in mind that this came out in um, 1979, so Happy Days are still going strong. Peak Happy point. Days time. Now you can't see this because this is an audio production, but look at, look at the cover. Oh, wow. <laughs> Do you know what, though? That's not a million miles away from what Winkler looks like now. Exactly. So that ageing makeup is looks, pretty, pretty yeah. spot on. Tonight, yeah. a very special retelling of Charles Dickens' Christmas classic, Claptrap, A Christmas Carol. Henry Winkler is the old Scrooge embittered by life. What is it you want? The past wants only to be remembered. Until life gave him a second chance. A chance for the future. In a performance destined to become a classic, Henry Winkler in An American Christmas Carol. A very merry Christmas. <laughs> but we are here to talk about who is the greatest Scrooge of them all. Yeah. Who is Ebenezer bad and who is Ebenezer good? And this will not include Kelsey Grammer's version. No. Which was uh, an pretty, experiment. Pretty. It was, yeah, they, yeah. they tried something. They yeah. tried something. Yeah. Trust these fools to close before a man can finish his day's business. This! Cratchit! Every sneeze is a penny lost. Get rid of that cold. Yes, Mr. Scrooge. Sorry, sir. Merry Christmas, Mr. Scrooge. Merry Christmas, sir. Every idiot who goes about with Merry Christmas on his lips should be boiled in his own pudding and buried with a stink of holly through his heart. Or Scrooge McDuck. That's another thing. I want to well, tell. Scrooge McDuck, I, 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 he's not particularly seasonable. 
seasonable. <laughs> I like that word. He's not, he's not yeah. particularly yeah. tied to one season, Scrooge yeah. McDuck. He's an all year round yeah. kind of Are Scrooge. Are you daft, man? You know I can't eat that stuff. Here's your wreath back. Now out, out, out. Bah. Humbug. Merry Christmas. And a bar humbug to you. I've got, I've got, I've got a note here that says beer. What is it? <laughs> so uh, we are drinking. Yeah. Um, bitter and twisted, mm, like Scrooge. Like Scrooge. Bitter and twisted from Harvestown. <laughs> uh, it's a golden ale yeah. crafted with a twist. Yeah. Since 1983. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, good beer that. Now, <laughs> sorry, I had a bit of a bowl on my beer. Now, I didn't realise this, I don't know if you knew this, mm -hmm. Charles Dickens basically invented Christmas as we know it. Oh, really? Uh, so, I mean, technically Jesus invented Christmas. Yeah. But, <laughs> but Wikipedia says, of A Christmas Carol, <laughs> yeah. it inspired several aspects of Christmas, such as family gatherings, yeah. uh, seasonal food and drinks, like Christmas dinner, yeah. dancing, games, and a festive generosity of spirit. So what? <laughs> so all of Christmas. So, so what happened before that? I don't know, nothing really. We were just like, Christmas, is it? Yeah. But isn't that what the new film that's coming out is all about? Uh, Christopher Plummer starring in 2017, The Man Who Invented Christmas. is all about Charles Dickens and, and, and inventing the Christmas Carol. Oh, maybe, no, I, thought, I, thought, I thought it was talking about another Christopher Plummer <laughs> film. Never mind, don't talk about that. Uh, oh, is it? <laughs> no, yeah, I think it's, it's all about Charles Dickens writing the Christmas Carol. Oh. And, and he's playing the screw. So it's, what's his name from Downton Abbey? He's Charles Dickens. Bonneville? No. Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens. So he's playing Charles Dickens. Right. And Plummer is Scrooge oh. in the film. So do you know what? Nice we're, Christmassy film to enjoy this year. And we're we're ranking our Scrooges. Yeah. But I've not seen that yet. But already Plummer. That is that is like <laughs> good gonna, Scrooge he's casting. Gonna, he's going to be high, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's about a miser, and on Christmas Eve he meets some kind of supernatural guides. Does it have a title? Humbug: A Miser's Lament. Christmas ghost story. Christmas song. Christmas ballad. Something like that. Get the name right, and the character will appear. Scratch. Scrounger. Come on. Scrooge. Shut the window. You think I'm made of money? Mr. Scrooge. You and I are going to do wonderful things together. So, Dickens and A Christmas Carol basically invented Christmas as we know it. Yeah, and I suppose in the spirit of giving mm. and all that kind of stuff, I'm going to let you choose your favourite three Scrooges and then I'll choose my favourite three Scrooges mm. and then we'll do a top six of the best Scrooges of all time. So in the spirit of generosity you'll let me have my say yeah. then you'll have your say I'll win. Yeah and then you'll win. Right. So because <laughs> I'll be it'll be like a thing like on the X Factor where whoever performs last is always the one that they remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you perform first you're fucked. Yeah. You're, ne you're not going to go through. That's true. So my number three my, my third favourite Scrooge yeah. uh, is Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> in Blackadder's yeah. Christmas Carol. Oh dear, Mr. Borley. It looks as though we're in for a bit of a thin Christmas. Don't you worry, Mr. B. I'm hanging my sock up so Santa will come down the chimney. Mr. Baldrick, I guarantee that if there's one thing liable to stop Santa coming down the chimney, it's your sock waiting for him at the end of it. Yes, yeah, so I only saw that for the first time last year, would you believe? Hmm. And what I liked about it was that he was actually quite nice. He, mm. he, it, was a dip, it was a bit of a spin. So he was like a nice Scrooge, and at the end he was like, oh, fuck this, I'm going to be mean to everyone, because everyone's horrible to me. You know, I was going to go into the plot, but <laughs> why, why bother now? You've ruined it, you Scrooge. 
So yes, this was a one-off episode of Blackadder, yeah. uh, written by Richard Curtis and Ben Elton, back when they had the gift of being funny. <laughs> and it first aired on the December the 23rd, 1988, between Blackadder the Third and Blackadder Goes Fourth. So really when the, yeah, the peak the, the, is the absolute creative peak of Blackadder. Yeah. And as you say, in a reversal of the original tale, uh, Rowan Atkinson plays Ebenezer Blackadder, the nicest man in England. <laughs> uh, Blackadder is visited by the spirit of Christmas, played by Robbie Coltrane, basically kind of doing Hagrid before he did Hagrid yeah. with a big old beard. Uh, and the spirit of Christmas has come to congratulate uh, Ebenezer for his kind and generous ways. However, the trip they take together doesn't have the effect that was intended, uh, and Atkinson gets to reprise the Edmonds of Blackadder 2 and Blackadder the Third, and also plays a new incarnation in our one and only glimpse of a futuristic Blackadder. What would happen in the future if I was banned? Um, heavens, is that the time I really must be off? I'd love to see Christmas future. No, 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 no. It's terribly melodramatic. Look, <laughs> just show it. Please. All right. Hail Queen Asphyxia, supreme mistress of the universe. And hail to you, my triple husbandoid. I summon you here to group greet our swift imperial navy's home. Approach, Grand Admiral of the Dark Segment and Lord of the High Slung Bottoms of Zob. Morning. <laughs> to you, Blackadder, thrice endowed supreme donkey of the trouser pod, this much greeting. I too, bold navigator, cringe my dribblers at your resplendent puffle snoop. Yes, well, that won't be necessary, thank you. Approach your slave, ball drink. <laughs> For God's sake, Baldrick, if you're going to wear that ridiculous jock strap, at least keep your legs together. <laughs> we'll go, Skipper! <laughs> In case you didn't realise, that was Hugh Laurie and Stephen Fry. Mm. Yeah. Now, do you know what depresses me about that? What? Looks exactly like Doctor Who did in 1988. Yeah. Which is exactly the same. This is good. Uh, gr- no, but how, how little money yeah. were they spending on Doctor Who yeah. if it looked like that? I think Michael Grade could have done with a ghostly <laughs> visit. That's all I'm saying. And interestingly, a little neat segue there. Yeah. Doctor Who star Nicola Bryant. Uh, she plays uh, Blackadder's goddaughter Millicent uh, in the special. Her fiancé, Ralph, is played by the brilliantly named Ramsay Gilderdale, um, who went on to play Guy of Gisborne in Maid Marian and Her Merry Men opposite Baldrick himself uh, Tony Robinson yeah. uh, according to IMDB bit of trivia here Rowan Atkinson and Richard Curtis never considered making a season of Blackadder following Grand Admiral Blackadder in the near future however in Blackadder Back and Forth which is the 1999 special yeah, for the Millennium yeah Dome. I remember that Went there, especially as a school trip yeah Lord Blackadder and Baldrick's time machine materialises in the middle of a space battle it is assumed that the space battle took place during Gla- uh, Grand Admiral Blackadder's time. Oh, it's right. yeah, it's just assumed. So there's the, the yeah. Blackadder mythology, the Blackadder canon. Cinematic universe. Yeah. So having seen how suave and witty his evil ancestors and descendants were, Ebenezer Blackadder pledges to change his ways and turn bad, only for it to cost him uh, 50 grand and the title of Baron when he insults Queen Victoria and Prince Albert, played by Miriam Margulies and Jim Broadbent. <laughs> and uh, because it's a one-off, I think Blackadder's Christmas Carol doesn't always get the same sort of kudos no. as the regular series, but it's every bit as good. Yeah. So I I think you know it's repeated most Christmases. 
So mm-hmm. I think check it out if you can. Yeah, check it out. Good. Yeah, it's really good. It's you, really don't good. Know what, you don't even just see the rest of the Blackadder series. No, just enjoy stand it. Stand alone. Yeah. Just, just check it out. Yeah, just, just don't worry about it. Just, 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 check, worry about it. just yeah. check it out. Why are you being so weird about it? Just check it out. <laughs> right, so my number two. Yeah. My, my second favourite Scrooge. Oh, it's Mr. Patrick Stewart. Oh, That's right. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Patrick Stewart. Damn you, Merry Christmas. Ebenezer. You will be haunted by three spirits. I am the ghost. Christmas present. Show me no more. Why, you delight in torturing me. Well, tiny Tim will live. Patrick Stewart and Hallmark Entertainment bring you the most spectacular telling of A Christmas Carol. Can you forgive a stupid old man? Reawaken the spirit of Christmas. A Christmas Carol. Look for it on video cassette and DVD. God bless us, everyone. Look for it on video cassette and DVD. Video cassette. Video. What was a video cassette? <laughs> I think it's a fancy word for a VHS. Yeah, I suppose. So, yeah. so this first aired on de- wait December fifth. December fifth. Yeah, early. Yeah, that doesn't happen now. Guess early every year. Yeah. Uh, December fifth, nineteen ninety nine, on TNT. And this is just a great traditional adaptation of a Christmas yeah. Carol with Peace you perfectly cast. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's not showy and there's no gimmicks or twists or major changes made to the original story it's just a well-made version of the classic story at this festive time of the year it is surely desirable that we make some slight provision for the poor and destitute don't you agree i take it that you gentlemen are new to the district new and eager sir You will agree, I'm sure, that many thousands of people lack the basic necessities and many hundreds of thousands lack ordinary comforts. Are there no prisons? Plenty of prisons, sir. And the union workhouses, are they still in operation? Yes, they are. I only wish I could say they were not. A few of us are endeavouring to raise a fund to buy the poor some meat and drink and means of warmth. How much may we put you down for, Mr Scrooge? Nothing. You, you wish to remain anonymous. I wish to be left alone. I don't make merry myself at Christmas time, and I can't afford to make idle people merry. I support those institutions I have mentioned, and I expect the poor to make use of them. Those who are badly off must go there. Many cannot go there, and many would rather die. They'd rather die. They'd better do it and decrease the surplus population. So this was a classy production with a great cast. So you've got Richard E. Grant, the real-life Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah. <laughs> as Bob Cratchit. I know that very well. Uh, Celia Emery as Mrs. Bennett. Laura yeah. Fraser of, you know, uh, Breaking Bad, Better Call yeah. Saul. She was Belle. Dominic West, before The Wire, but hot <laughs> off roles in Spice World and The Phantom Menace. He plays uh, Scrooge's nephew, Fred. Uh, Joel Grey plays the ghost of Christmas past. He had previously played the devilish figure who takes J.R. Ewing on a Christmas Carol, uh, It's a Wonderful Life style trip yeah. uh, to see how much better life would be without him in the final ever episode of Dallas. Uh, and this version takes as its inspiration uh, the classic 1951 film version, which I'm sure we'll get onto with Alistair mm. Sim. Uh, it sort of reflects the, the grimness of, of that version in some of its uh, scenes and its set design. Uh, rather than some of the frothier uh, versions. Yeah. Uh, and it's very, very faithful to uh, Dickens, and it includes sequences almost always omitted from other adaptations. So there's a sequence where the ghost of Christmas Future 
uh, takes Scrooge to see Bob Cratchit visiting uh, Tiny Tim's body. Jesus. Big room. (laughs) (laughs) There's also another sequence where the ghost of Christmas present takes Scrooge to celebrations of Christmas in a, a miner's cottage and in a lighthouse, and that is represented here. There's a, there's a montage which shows different groups of people, so some sailors mm. and some miners, all over the country singing Silent Night. Um, The film ends, of course, with Scrooge, fearing he'd been condemned to hell for his miserly ways, he instead wakes up alive, and he's full of the joys of Christmas on December 25th, and Patrick, he is, he is full of the joys. (laughs) Have a look at this, he is full of the joys. That's like, that's like me waking up with a bad hangover. I don't, <laughs> don't know what day I don't know what, it is. I don't know what day it is, and I don't know how long I've been among the spirits. <laughs> uh. The film was produced after uh, Patrick Stewart performed a series of uh, successful theatrical readings of A Christmas Carol on Broadway and in London. Oh. He did one-man shows <clears throat> in which he played over 40 different characters. Bloody hell. Yeah. So again, that Patrick Stewart's Christmas Carol is on telly pretty much every year. Yeah, think, no, normally on one of the lesser channels, nah, like ITV Three or something like that. Well, no, nah, I think it's on Channel Four, mate. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think it's on. I think it's on, I think it's on Channel Four. At least, or we'll just... get on to ITV Three. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, if you want a traditional take on a Christmas Carol, yeah. done well, a, mod- a modern che- version of a classic tale. Exactly. Check yeah. it out. Yeah. Check out Patrick Stewart's Christmas Carol. Yeah. Which brings now, us. <laughs> which brings us to. My number one <laughs> favourite Scrooge. Now, I want to preface this by saying okay. everyone has their own little Christmas traditions. Yeah. Everyone has a, a broadly similar Christmas, don't we? But yeah. everyone has their own little quirks that would seem weird to outsiders. Yeah, I, I watch the Flint Street Nativity every year. Underrated. Right. It is good. Neil Morrissey's in it. <laughs> Mark Re- Addy. Really strong. Really good. Really strong. Yeah. Uh, my ex-girlfriend, this yeah. is true, TV was banned. That's what? The, that's the best bit of Christmas Day. What do you mean? Watching telly. They weren't allowed to watch telly. What, on Christmas Day or the whole of Christmas? No, <laughs> well, Christmas Day. It's like Footloose. Instead, they had to they had to uh, hold hands what? and dance around the tree singing songs. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the bit in Peep Show where she comes down with that that birthday hat on. <laughs> happy birthday, happy birthday. So, what, what did you, were you there when it happened? Oh, God, no. Oh, thank no. God for that. So my point is... Everyone has their own little Christmas yeah, traditions. Okay, and my favourite Scrooge is tied to my own little Christmas tradition. For me, my own personal number one has got to be, and it is embarrassing, 
But it's got to be Ross Kemp. Yeah. It's got to be Ross Kemp. Every Christmas, yeah. I watch ITV's version of A Christmas Carol starring Ross Kemp. And I, I think <laughs> I think you maybe share this with me a little bit, but I was sort of obsessed with Ross Kemp as a kid. Yeah. These days, of course, he's best known for his hard-hitting documentaries. Yeah. Christmas, a season of peace and goodwill to all men. But on the streets of Britain, there's a criminal organisation who have turned it into a season of intimidation and terror. I'm on my way to meet the gang known on the street as the Carol Singers. <laughs> Music plays a big role in many of the gangs that I've met, from the rap scene in South Central LA to the Nazi lyrics of the white supremacists. But nowhere is music more closely associated with gang life than with the carol singers. Hi there, I'm Ross. Um, I'm unarmed. Um, what's going down? This rather fine mulled wine. After three, one, two, three. Ding, Ding dong, dong merrily on high. high. In, In heaven, heaven I could see things were about to kick off, so I got out of there. Now that was, we'll just let it be known, John Coleshaw as Ross Kemp. And, uh, <laughs> in case anyone thought that was a genuine yeah. Ross Kemp. In case you're listening from America and have no, how do you explain who Ross Kemp is to like people who aren't from Britain? The British Michael Chiklis. <laughs> so he he was an actor in EastEnders, the biggest soap in the UK. Well, exactly. This is yeah. why I was obsessed with Ross Kemp as a kid because back then, when I was a kid, yeah. he was Grant Mitchell on yeah. EastEnders. Who was your kid? Man. The ultimate cool, yeah. tough guy, hard man. Yeah. You loved it. So Ross left EastEnders and he left the BBC. And he was in what is called a golden handcuff steel. Yeah. Nothing sexual. <laughs> he, had a, he had a golden handcuff steel with ITV. Yeah. Which means he could only make programmes for ITV. Including, of course, Ultimate Force. Yeah. yeah. Uh, British <laughs> Army! <laughs> British Army! It was a military drama so absurd, yeah. it made the A-team look like the two. <laughs> Louis right. Feeling that philosophical about it, you shouldn't be here. Steady. And what's he saying? Easy come, easy go. That is not what I'm saying. Bollocks! Ed was one of us. And if you're not bothered about it, got a nerve turning up at the wake. That's what I'm saying. Honestly, he can't really understand how great Ross Kemp is to, to watch unless the audio won't cut it. You need, no. to, you need to just watch anything he just watch. We love him. We've both known him at some at times, haven't we? Love yeah. Ross. And he, yeah, there's a time where he, I was interviewing him about his latest documentary series mm. and he was trying to um, explain like a, a tense moment where he was like up against this this tough guy and he stood up and he made me stand up and he like <laughs> he got made my hand you stand up. and he like came like right in front of my face like as close as you could I was like we're gonna kiss what we're we gonna now and I was really scared but great time <laughs> so during this period when Ross Kemp was making lots of programs for ITV yeah something else he made in fact his first post EastEnders role was what, it what yeah it was oh. a Christmas Carol. Uh, first broadcast on December the 20th, 2000. Wow. It's a contemporary take on the Dickens classic in which the TV hard man plays Eddie Scrooge. <laughs> a low, they thought about that. Long and hard. He's a low-level gangster and loan shark. Uh, Eddie's business partner is Jacob Marley, mm-hmm. played by actor and Strictly Come Dancing Series 6 contestant Ray <laughs> Furon. And, and Marley is gunned down by a rival. And to protect his business, Eddie doesn't report the culprit to the police. Then, on Christmas Eve... He's haunted by Marley's ghost mm. and three more ghosts. Sort of. Oh, 
it, Eddie. I told you I'd be coming back. Why can't you just walk through a wall like the rest of the living dead? I needed a rest. Now, these chains are a bitch. Yeah, well, you always did like your jewellery. Not funny. Not for a man who's messed up as much as you have, conscience-wise. Yeah, well, it's not me that rattles when I walk, is it? You think you haven't got any chains, Ellie? You just can't see them yet. I am the ghost of Christmas present. Look upon me. <laughs> You're it. We have a double up. It's the busiest night of the year, haunting-wise. All right. But I don't want to see Bella again. I'll go anywhere with you. But no more Bella. Come on. It's showtime. <laughs> and pay attention this time. Now, with that bit... A bit of he's like, was that all in the script? Yeah, or, 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 someone fall out of the laugh, <laughs> Exactly, did it just, you know, come up short? Budget came up a bit short, and they were like, <laughs> just get him in. Get Fear on in, he'll do it. Make no mistake, Ross Kemp's Christmas Carol is... It's not Shakespeare. No. It's not even Dickens. Um, <laughs> it's not even E.L. Grey, whatever. <laughs> and part of what I like about is the writer went, Dickens, now nah, we do better. <laughs> so it follows roughly the plot of A Christmas Carol, Except instead of Scrooge being haunted by three ghosts in one night, there's a sort of Groundhog Day effect yeah. where he relives Christmas Eve three times and he can't escape to Christmas Day until he mends his ways. And, of course, in the original story, Scrooge had his, uh, his fiancée who had left him. Yeah. But in this version, there's a full-blown love interest uh, called Bella, who is a nurse who captures Eddie's heart. Will you marry me? Eddie, didn't you hear me? This is not working. Oh, I am. I think you'll find it is. It's, um... It's very shiny. But it should be for the price. I can't take this. That's what I've been trying to tell you. What, 5,512 quid and you're turning it down? It's not about the price of the ring. I, I know that. No, you don't. You think that everything has a price tag, don't you? Even love. You think I care about this? Five and a half grand, gone. It's just us. Now, will you marry me? There is no us. There never can be. I'm sorry, Ed. All right, get your hands off that! Can't turn down Ross Kemp. Turning down, she, she rejected Ross. Yeah. Now, a few bits of uh, interesting trivia yep. about this version of Christmas Carol. You yep. love your facts, do you? Yep. Uh, it also stars the late Liz Smith. Oh, yeah. As one half of an elderly couple uh, harassed by Eddie 
Smith had previously appeared in the 1984 TV movie A Christmas Carol, starring George C. Scott oh. as Mrs. Dilber, who was Scrooge's sort of housekeeper. Yeah. And she also plays Dilber in the Patrick Stewart film. So she's <laughs> been in three different versions of A Christmas Carol, and two so you, as the same character. You could have watched both of those specials in the same year and been very, 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 very confused. Well, and further in that confusion, uh, Ben Tibber who was the child actor who plays Tiny Tim in the Ross Kemp version. Yeah. He also played Tiny Tim in the Patrick Stewart version. Right, the year before, I think I remember like, that. Really, really, is he the only kid you can find? <laughs> I mean, he's got a Tiny Tim sort of vibe about him. Ben Tibber. He's nailed it. He's nailed it once. He can do it again. Tiny Tibber. Tiny Tibber. <laughs> now, I remember when this version first went out at Christmas 2000. Yeah. So I must have been about 14. <clears throat> And even then, I knew it was sort of a bit naff, <laughs> but I loved it. Yeah. Because it's got a real sort of fluffy, silly charm to it. And it's got, uh, as you mentioned when we were watching that clip, the late Warren Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, best known for playing Alf Garnet. He plays Scrooge's strange dad in it. And he's great. And it's written by Pete Bowker, who went on to write Eric and Ernie, <laughs> BAFTA winning. Uh, Marvellous again BAFTA winning uh, the A word yeah like proper, proper stuff he's a proper person he's now hailed as one of the country's great dramatic writers so maybe I'm just sold that's all I'm saying maybe <laughs> maybe I'm just, I'm just yeah, yeah, yeah. I watch it every Christmas thing is I watch it every Christmas not as if I dig out my old VHS it's on TV yeah, yeah. every year every on single TV year, every year. <laughs> that's the thing it's not prime it's time it's buried you need to really delve into Radio Times it's, it's like it's yeah. like midnight on December 22nd you can you can find it in there somewhere it's not it's a hidden gem is what it is it's normally <laughs> on about December 23rd midday uh, as you good say. to wrap your presents up with it, yeah, yeah perfect it's not proper ITV it's ITV3 yeah. I, ITV3 December 23rd you'll yeah. find it yeah. but it's on every single year <laughs> this thing it's on every single year so me and at least like 30 other people must watch it every year <laughs> now, now gra- granted I'm probably the only one who returns it. to it everyone else is probably a new viewer I'm the only returning yeah. viewer every year but for me Underrated. that's it it's Ross Kemp's Christmas Carol I love yeah. it I okay alright well that's your three <laughs> alright well that's your three <laughs> have a look at this have a gander at this so number three in my list of Scrooges go on we got Bill Murray in Scrooge Scrooge can't show that commercial. That thing looked like the, the Manson family Christmas special. Think I'm way off base? Yes, you're, well, you're a tad off base, sir. Frank Cross is more than the youngest network president in television history. Call security. Have them change his locks and toss him out of the building. Oh, he's fired? It's Christmas. Thank you. Call the county. Stop his bonus. Oh, watch out. Ah! He's a thoughtful boss. Thanks, boys. Get the nurse. A generous brother. What did he give you last year? Uh, I don't remember. A shower curtain. Did you hear him? I think you dropped something here. And a true humanitarian. I can't get the antlers glued onto this little guy. We tried crazy glue. Have you tried staples? But his life is about to change. That was a good one. You are going to be visited by three ghosts tomorrow at noon. God, tomorrow's bad for me, Lou. As a matter of fact, the whole rest of the week is a washout. At the time, a modern take of the Charles Dickens classic. He plays Frank Cross. He's not even called Scrooge. It's just the essence of Scrooge. Um, he's a wildly successful television executive whose cold ambition and curmudgeonly nature has driven away the love of his life, Claire Phillips, played by Karen Allen of Indiana Jones fame. Um, but after firing a staff member, Elliot Loudonlock, played by Bobcat Goldthwaite. Do you remember him? Amazingly. Like, yeah, but like, 
you, if you watch him in Scrooge, there's a guy who he's essentially kind of he's he's not the Bob Cratchit because there's there's another family who's kind of the Bob Cratchit. He's I don't know what he is, <laughs> and he he talks like and it's like really he was the best you could find, and you're stuck with him now forever in this film. Was he like a poor man's Moranis? A poor man's Rick Moranis. Yeah, really poor Moranis. Anyway, um, he fires him, and after that, Frank is visited by a series of ghosts who give him a chance to reevaluate his actions and right the wrongs of his past. So there's a clip of just how much of a dick he is before the, the ghost visit. IBC presents live via satellite from New York, Bethlehem, Helsinki, West Berlin, and the Great Barrier Reef, Charles Dickens' immortal Christmas classic, Scrooge, starring Buddy Hackett, Jamie Farr, the Solid Gold Dancers, and Mary Lou Retton as Tiny Tim. Hosted by Sir John Houseman. Bah, Scrooge, humbug. it will touch your every heartstring. That's right, it all starts on Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve on IBC. You'll love it. Oh my gosh. Does that suck? Y- y- you know who loves Mary Lou Retton Frank? My kids. Yeah. Children love an acrobat. We have spent $40 million on a live TV show. You guys have got an ad with America's favorite old fart reading a book in front of a fireplace. Now, I have to kill all of you. It it, it was a weird one because it wasn't like a, a massive success, this film, but it's over the years sort of thought of as a much loved classic but if you <laughs> how many times you could do a, a super cut of every time on TV <laughs> it was not a success at the box office no, but it has gone on to become a cult classic like for instance um, Roger Ebert the big reviewer he gave it thumbs up thumbs down he hated oh. it um, but you know Rotten Tomatoes now it's got a 68% score it's you know it's, it's, it's alright but it kind of has a kind of mean spirited nature to it were you ever a fan of Scrooge the film I, I I didn't I hadn't seen Scrooge until a couple of years ago to be honest yeah. I, I liked it but I know it's hailed as yeah. like a, an all time classic but it's of it's kind of era and I feel like in a weird way it's dated in a way that like say the Arista Sim version which we'll mm. go into a minute from the 50s isn't dated Spoilers. whereas this is dated mm. it's very late 80s mm. and yeah um but in a kind of weird way, he's sort of too much of a dick at times, Scrooge. And he's sort of like, mm. and only at the last, and I know the whole point of Scrooge is that he is a wanker, and then it's only until towards the end that he goes, ah, oh, I've, I've understood. But in, in other other productions, he's, he's a gradual, yeah. you know, movement. I'm sure it. if he was alive today, Charles Dickens would love that you've taken that away. The whole point of Christmas Carol, right, is that Scrooge wanker. is a wanker, and then he's like, oh, it's not so bad, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. But at the last minute, he understands the error of his ways. I'm not... Crazy. It's Christmas Eve. It's it's the one night of the year when we all act a little nicer. We 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 smile a little easier. We 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 we, we share a little more. For a couple of hours out of the whole year, we are the people that we always hoped we would be. It's a miracle. It's really a sort of a miracle because it happens every Christmas Eve. And if you waste that miracle, you're gonna burn for it. I know what I'm talking about. You have to do something. You have to take a chance. You do have to get involved. There are people that are having having trouble making their miracle happen. There are people that don't have enough to eat. There are people that are cold. 
you can go out and say hello to these people. You can take an old blanket out of the closet and say, here, you can make them a sandwich and say, oh, by the way, here. I get it now. And if you, if you give, then, you, then it can happen. Then the miracle can happen to you. It's not just the poor and the hungry. It's, it's everybody who's got to have this miracle. And it can happen tonight for all of you. If you believe in this spirit thing, you, you, the miracle will happen, and then you'll want it to happen again tomorrow. You won't be one of these bastards who says Christmas is once a year and it's a fraud. It's not. It can happen every day. You've just got to want that feeling. And if you like it and you want it, you'll get greedy for it. You'll want it every day of your life, and it can happen to you. I, don't, I believe in it now. I believe it's going to happen to me now. I'm ready for it. And uh, it's great. It's a good feeling. It's it's really better than I felt in a long time. See, I can't tell if Bill Murray just sort of went nuts and it wasn't actually in the script. <laughs> that, is, that is a very Murray Christmas. <laughs> it's like if Simon Cowell just lost it in the middle of the X Factor and just did the whole big random speech about oh, White Christmas. That. Yeah. Apparently Bill Murray and director Richard Donner did not enjoy working together at all and there was a lot of tension on set. Uh, when oh, asked by ruin Scrooge for me. <laughs> when asked by Roger Ebert if he had any disagreements with Donna, Murray replied, only a few, uh, every single minute of the day. Uh, that could have been a really, really great movie. The script was so good. There's maybe one take in the final cut uh, of the movie that is mine. We made it so fast, it was like doing a movie live. He kept telling me to do things louder, louder, louder. I think he was deaf. Paid off in that finale. Yeah. He, he was loud. Yeah. So... That's all I've got to say about Scrooge. That's why it's number three. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is, it is fun romp. But I think compared to other Scrooges on our list, mm. there are better versions. Including number two, Alistair Sim. Now this is going to be controversial. Controversial. Because Sim, he is like the, the Sean Connery yeah. of Scrooges. Like, yeah, if you think Scrooge, um, he's probably the picture you think of the even iconic you, definitive Scrooge chances are you've not even seen it no do you know what I mean it's one of those things where it's just sort of ingrained into you, you know what he's like he's like the Bella Lugosi yeah exactly Scrooge. Exactly. Actually the, the, you've never, you might not have seen a Bella Lugosi yeah. Dracula but you think of Dracula as Bella Lugosi whether you know it or not so if you didn't know who Alistair Sim was he's a, he was a Scottish character actor who began his career at the age of 30 he's quite late in the day for, for an actor still hope for us <laughs> too late for me um, but he quickly became established as a popular West End performer and uh, re- remained so until his death in 1976. He also appeared in over 50 British films starting in 1935 but in 1951 Scrooge came about and it was called Scrooge, Scrooge. Um, and it starred Alistair Sim as Ebenezer Scrooge. It was called A Christmas Carol in the United States because obviously they couldn't hack <laughs> something. <laughs> like Scrooge what? They knew what A Christmas Carol was right. but if Scrooge came out I'm like what? what's that? Also starring in the film, George Cole from uh, Minder fame. Really? Yeah. Do I mean Minder? Yeah, Minder. Yeah. yeah. He was the younger version of Scrooge because he was a child actor back in the day before he became oh. famous in the 70s. And Patrick McNee was in it as a young Jacob Marley. Ah, Mr. Scrooge. Your servant, sir. Are you off home to keep Christmas? I am not in the habit of keeping Christmas, sir. Then why are you leaving so early? Because, sir, Christmas is in the habit of keeping men from doing business. Come, it's the nature of things that ants toil and grasshoppers sing and play, Mr. Scrooge. An ant is what it is and a grasshopper is what it is and Christmas, sir, is a humbug. This Christmas, enjoy Dickens' enduring classic in a very special presentation with Alastair Sim. Humbug! I am the state of Christmas present. The timeless favorite comes to life again in color. Bless us, everyone. Step this way, Mr. Cratchit, please. 
It's only once a year, so it, it won't be repeated. I was making rather merry yesterday, sir. <laughs> I'm sure you were. Well, we won't beat about the bush, my friend. I'm not going to stand this sort of thing any longer. Which leaves me no alternative but to raise your salary. <laughs> Uncle Scrooge! And it was always said that he knew how to keep Christmas well. If any man alive possessed the knowledge. May that be truly said of us and all of us. And so, as Tiny Tim observed, God bless us, everyone. I'm Patrick McNee. Make a Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens a holiday tradition in your home. So, it's weird. I've always thought of Alistair Sim Scrooge yeah. as being way, way in the past. Yeah. So, like, 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 like the ancient times, like yeah. black and white. So when you're saying to me Patrick McNee was in it, when you're saying that George Cole was in it to come and change the situation for Scrooge, yeah. I'm like, that's, that's nuts. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't put the two heroes yeah. together. But you, you look at him in that film, Alistair Sim, and you just think he's just another level of of a performance in a mm. weird way. Um, so I've always said how it was named Christmas Carol in America because um, apparently the theatre management thought the film was kind of too grim and sombre and did mm. not possess enough family entertainment to warrant an engagement at the New York City Radio City Music Hall. And the New York City Radio <laughs> City Music Hall. <laughs> um, in contrast to the 1938 version of A Christmas Carol, which mm. did premiere there. Frothier. Yeah. Instead, it premiered at the Guild Theatre on Halloween night. Quite early. We're talking about it? Christmas coming early now. Oh. It did it way back. If Christmas comes earlier every year, that was like the 30s. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, 50. <laughs> 1951. See, this one thing. I, th- I, think, I think it was like the 30s. I don't know why. It's like, that's way in the past. Black and white, way in the past. Uh, the US reviews were mixed at the time, and the film was a box office disappointment yet again. However, it was one of the most popular films in Britain in, at the time. It's gone on to have a cult following. It has. <laughs> 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 I haven't taken leave of my senses, Bob. I've come to them. From now on, I want to try to help you to raise that family of yours. If you'll let me. <laughs> well, we'll we'll talk it over later, Bob, over a over a bowl of hot punch. Yeah. Meanwhile, you you just go and put some more coal in that fire, and you go straight out and buy a new coal scuttle. Isn't you do that before you dot another I, Bob Cratchit? <laughs> <laughs> and Alistair actually reprised the role nearly two decades later. Did not know it. Um, with Michael Horden, who was also in that film, in the Richard Williams 1971 animated version. But all in all, um, it's one of those films where it is on every year, mm. this version. And I think it's one of those films where it's sort of like um, Carols from Kings or whatever. You know, it's always on. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it at some point in my yeah, life. It's on every year. It's on every year. I've probably seen it through osmosis in some mm. way or another. Well, like you say, you feel like you've, it's one of those films you feel like you've seen even if you haven't. Yeah. Um, but if you haven't, I do recommend watching it because if you're going to start anywhere, that's it's, kind of the one to the start. Definitive. But having said that, 
He's mm. not my favourite. It's not your, it's not your number no. one. My absolute favourite Scrooge of all time has to be Michael Caine in The Muppet Christmas Carol. Strong choice. Yeah. Coming soon on video cassette, Walt Disney Pictures presents a Jim Henson production of a classic Christmas tale. Ah, humbug. He's the world's greediest man. It's Ebenezer Scrooge. Until the magical night he meets someone extraordinary. Hello. The Muppet Christmas Carol. I'll drink to Mr. Scrooge, even though he is stingy <laughs> and badly dressed. Humbug. It's safe for us to be up here. Yeah! If they gave a prize for being me, the winner would be him. Yes, Mr. Cratchit. If you please, Mr. Scrooge, the bookkeeping staff would like to have an extra shovel full of coal for the fire. Our assets are frozen. How would the bookkeepers like to be suddenly unemployed? It's Charles Dickens' classic tale. As only the Muppets can tell it. It's good to be heckling again. It's good to be doing anything again. Stuffed with holiday warmth and cheer. Just the season to be jolly and joyous. This is the movie to see, to share, to cherish with someone you love. Thank you for making me a part of this. Coming to video cassette this fall, it's the Muppet Christmas Carol. God bless us, everyone. Whatever. So, it's a weird one, because on paper, if you've never seen it, mm. and you know what the Muppets are all about, mm. you think, what? How's that going to work? And not only that, I think Michael Caine as Scrooge yeah, is quite a lot of choice. Obvious, is, that, is it? I, I am Ebenezer Scrooge. Like, it's like, <laughs> no, it's like, so, you know, although it is kind of a comedic film, and it has songs in it, it's a musical as well, if you mm. get that, it, it, it sort of follows the story really kind of closely and, and emotionally and, and in a way that I think if you're ever going to try and get a kid into the, the Christmas Carol ethos this is the way to do it and it's got um, what's it Gonzo and, and, yeah. and Rizzo the rat but, it, uh, but they're not narrating it sort yeah. of, in a way aren't they but yeah it's really close to yeah. so Jim Henson died in 1990 and uh, talent agent Bill Haber approached his son Brian with the idea of filming an adaptation of A Christmas Carol um, Haber told Henson that Christmas Carol is the greatest story of all time. You should do that. And later, in- <laughs> <laughs> you should do that. And later informed Henson that he sold the idea to ABC as a television movie. So that's what it was originally going to be, just like a one-off TV film, mm. like uh, Gross Kemp or Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart film. Uh, long-time Muppets writer Jerry Jewell was hired to write the script and decided to insert Charles Dickens as a stand-in narrator in order to remain faithful to the original material. Uh, Henson stated that Gonzo was chosen because he was the least likely choice to play Charles Dickens. <laughs> and Rizzo the Rat was added to inject some humour and serve as a Greek chorus. I mean, you can study that if you're a you know, film studies student. Um, I obviously know what that was. I've yeah. studied film studies for obviously, three years. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, remember, I remember all that. Yeah. Took it all um, established Muppet characters were initially written to portray the ghosts, um, with various accounts stating that Robin the Frog or Scooter was going to be the ghost of Christmas past, originally. Uh, Miss Piggy was going to be the ghost of Christmas present. And Gonzo, before he was going to play Dickens, or Animal, was going to be the ghost of Christmas yet to come. Um, but they changed all that in the end to have new Muppet characters that would, you know, create that kind of ominous vibe as they went on forward. Were you going to talk about my favourites, which is uh, Statler and Waldorf? There's <laughs> Marley and Marley. Ooh, Marley and Marley. Ooh, yeah, great. <laughs> there you go that's all you need to say about uh, that. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah in this instance there were more than one Marley 
they, they Molly changed and it. Molly. Yeah, and because uh, apparently Michael Caine just sort of went into business with Statman Waldorf and it was perfectly normal and fine. So uh, originally the script was submitted for approval to ABC and then Walt Disney offered to purchase the script for a feature film instead because they saw it and went, do you know what? It's good enough for a film. We're going to take it to the big yeah. time, kid. Do you know who else was up for Scrooge? No, You love these sort of things, don't I you? Love, I love uh, almost castings. So, uh, David Warner. I love David Warner. Yeah. Genuinely one of my favourite actors. He was up for it. Uh, Ron Moody of Oliver fame. Both of which, uh, both of those almost cast as Doctor Who oh, at one point or another. Uh, David Hemmings as well from uh, Mean Machine fame. <laughs> That's right. not that's not what he's most famous for, but we watched Mean Machine recently. He was the remember the, the prison warden with the funny eyebrows. Oh the guy with the eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So him. Um and also George Carlin. Of all people. George Carlin. A great ama- amazing American comedian, but I and couldn't imagine him as Scrooge. Rufus! Yeah. In Rufus and Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Wow. But Henson, that- you know, he later offered the role to Michael Caine who agreed to the role on condition that I'm gonna play this movie like I'm working with the Royal Shakespeare Company. I will never wink. I will never do anything Muppety. I'm going to play Scrooge as if it's an utterly dramatic role and there are known puppets around me. <laughs> that's got to be on uh, Michael Caine's grave when he goes, <laughs> I will never do anything Muppety. I will never do anything Muppety. It's not quite nasal enough the way you're doing it. You're not doing it the way he speaks. But the beauty of um, Christmas Carol has to be the music elements to it. Mm. Um, because... It didn't need to have music, you no. know. It's, you know, it's a good, good like tale, and you got the Muppets. You know, Muppets didn't always have music. You got your Dickens. Yeah. You got your Muppets. Yeah. Do we need more? Yeah. Throw some songs in. So I've wanked on about this a lot, as as in our time as knowing each other. You, mm. Every Christmas I bring it up. So there's one particular song in Muppet Christmas Carol, Law, um, where uh, the Ghost of Christmas Past has taken him back in time to mm. a time where he was. Well, Scrooge was with his love, Belle, as we've mentioned before. His future wife. Yeah. He was watching... So we've got Michael Caine mm. as an old man mm. watching back at a time where he's a younger man with Belle and she's essentially dumping him because he's uh, being rubbish. He's not... He's an old miser. Another year before our wedding, Ebenezer. And it can't be helped, Belle. How could we marry now? There's not even enough for a decent home. The investments haven't grown as they should. So you said last year? Business continues to be poor. You're a partner in your own firm now. Barely clearing expenses. You said the partnership was the goal. This is for you. I love you, Bill. You did once. And and there's this beautiful song, um, When Love Is Gone, it's called, and and it's Belle singing to Scrooge about why he's just being a rubbish boyfriend and he's not treating her the way that she she deserves. And then, like, Scrooge, from Michael Caine's point of view, he's watching, he, she can't see him, but he's, he's there, and he joins in with the song, and it's really emotional, and he's crying, and she's crying, and it's then she, she leaves, and then Gonzo's crying, and Rizzo's crying, and it's all awful and sad, but we're kids, and we're loving it, we're finding out about love, we're finding out about emotion, it's all beautiful Heartbreak. and heartbreaking and amazing. And then, you know, the Disney people just went, ah, don't bother, Cut it. leave that bit out. Yeah. So what was it What was it cut from? So, apparently, I watched this at the cinema at the time, and it wasn't in this theatrical release, so I would not have seen it at the time. Right. What I did have there was the VHS release, which I watched religiously every single Christmas from, like, 1984 onwards to, to like, 2017. To now. And I just assumed that that was in the 
the, the main version. And a lot of people would have gone through the same emotions as I did because they would have seen it on the VHS release. And sure, and sure everyone's as invested yeah. in this as you are. And then it's only years later that it's on TV repeatedly. Go, oh, great, Michael Christian. Yeah, let's watch it. I've got it on VHS, but you know, it's on TV, I'll watch it. And then gets to that bit and totally cut from the film. And then it just cuts to Rizzo crying his eyes out. Like, but why is Rizzo crying? <laughs> yeah, Rizzo, he's just emotionally disturbed. And the whole point of it is that at the beginning, of, so that song is When Love Is Gone. Mm. At the end of the film, mm. when Scrooge is there with Kermit and everyone. When Love Is Back. And it's called When Love Is Found. Ah. And it's it, it's the same song, but slightly different. And it's brought ah. together and it's beautiful. and it's like. But without the first one, it makes yeah. no sense. And apparently they cut it because... Um, they thought it was too slow and kids won't like it and it brings down the action or whatever <laughs> the action but the beauty beauty of this podcast is that we're able to reach out to people to, to talk to them about this kind of thing mm. and we got in contact with Meredith Braun who is the singer she played Belle in the film um, so big childhood favourite of mine and we tracked her down she's released a brand new album called When Love Is Gone she's re-recorded that song and we spoke to her about the whole situation. Just you know, first off, I just want to say, just, you know, I've been a massive fan of <laughs> the Mother Christmas oh. Carol for, for many years. And <laughs> I've been banging on and on and on and on oh. about the, the how the songs never been. You know, and it's it's a, a big deal for me. So, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's amazing how often it makes me actually. It, it's it's really funny. I had no idea, and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> It comes up. But, you know, what was it like working with, you know, so closely with people like Paul Williams, who's an amazing songwriter, and yeah. obviously Michael Caine, you know, legend. So what was it like working so closely with them all of a sudden? Well, they're just genuinely nice people. Mm. And I always like working with nice people. I think <laughs> I was too short not to. And I was very fortunate to be able to do it at that age, I think. Um, yes, and I mean, in, in the 25 years since, I've realised how important it is just to be kind and be nice and be mm. generous and they they were and still are i mean paul williams is, is so lovely about me re-recording the song and um i remember michael Kay, he, I mean, he really was uh, very complimentary and, and he could cry at the drop of a hat mm. he can just cry it was yeah. astonishing um and he always i can remember him saying you know use the dysfunction and he, he was just um generous and open well yeah obviously the um someone's been a massive sort of uh, uh a bit of contention for fans of the film mm. you know some of us because i i don't remember i remember i went to the cinema to see it and i can't remember if i saw it at the cinema i guess i didn't because i don't think it was included in that I well i don't think it was yeah no. and then i had the vhs which is the one i watched for years yep. after that and yep. so obviously the film was uh, the song was included in that so yeah when did you kind of first realize that the song wasn't going to be used in the contacted me um yeah and, and was hugely apologetic actually and said it wasn't his decision and he didn't agree but i think they thought that it would um the, the thought on high was it slowed the action down for small children mm. you know um because it was, it's quite a serious sort of <laughs> yeah. song um and oh, no, it was fine brian and i know it wasn't his his call and i suspect it's now that it's not because it, it would have been on the original and then would need to be remastered and things, wouldn't mm, it, um, mm. to be back in. But it's funny that it's turned up on YouTube. Yeah. And it's, it, I, I, yeah, I just remember him being utterly, you know, lovely about it. And, and you know, the scenes are still in. It's part of what happens in the business sometimes, mm. you know, as well. You don't, if you, if you take, I didn't take anything to heart because... 
think you need to be a little bit more resilient. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I didn't really think much of it. And the fact that it's, in a way, that, I mean, I didn't dwell on it. Yeah. And the fact that it's grown through the years is, is now really rather, I mean, yeah. it's lovely for my kids and yeah. things as well that they've grown up with it. I suppose in a, weird, in a weird way, it kind of um, made it a bigger deal than it might have been if it wasn't. Yeah, in a funny yeah. way, you're right. Because yeah. there, there was the pop version, of course, which then didn't make any sense, did it? Yeah. The love, the love, yeah. Which yeah. I never got that. But you, you know, you move on and you do. I went on to do Sunset Boulevard and I, you know, have children and do other things. And yeah. and um, you're right. It, it it I find it heartwarming. And I mean, it is a very serious kind of sad song. Yeah. Um, and it, I've redone it because it fits the story in my this recent album, um, the narrative through it. And I, I love the fact that I've revisited it and, and that my son, Tiger's played the cello on it. Mm. Academy. So it's become a family thing. You know, but I, I, I'm biased about it because I, you know, <laughs> but I, I do genuinely think it's, it's a really sort of particularly emotional kind of uh, yeah. song. And, and it, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to it. Yes. Yeah. You know, I can too. <laughs> it's authentic, isn't it? It has a yeah. truth about it. And I yeah. think the lyric, I, I always like songs that have, um, I, I approach them from the lyric, actually. Mm. Mm. And it's just so clear and simply said yeah. um, that it moves you and it, it does reach people, um, mm. me included in, in that lyric. We all have experienced that um, normally. <laughs> <laughs> What was so particularly great about him as Scrooge? Because I, I do genuinely think he's he was amazing in the role. So what was it about him that, that he brought to the role? His heart, mm. I'd say. I think is ultimately his, well, the journey of Scrooge, obviously, the, mm. and the kindness that you know, he and he has such warmth, doesn't he, with the mm. with the Muppets? Um, you can't help but fall for him completely. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just just warmth and bigness. Of, spirit yeah. at the, you know by the end the journey and you see it yeah I, yeah warmth and the muppets are that too mm. <laughs> you, know, just, yeah. you know you can tell i'm a fan yeah. um uh, yeah i the whole the whole i think the intent with all of the you know the children's television workshops and the intent is so good isn't it yeah to educate to inform to you know uh, and you can't go wrong when it's that mm. i I think that's a wonderful thing to give children, and and clearly all of us have grown up with it too. Yeah. I love it. It makes me feel, you know, I guess it makes you feel um, part of something. Yeah. Happy and part of, you know, I'm just delighted and honoured to have been a part of yeah. that movie. Really am. So there you go. So if you enjoyed that, it's only kind of a snippet, really, of the interview. A taster. But we'll, we'll, we'll definitely find a way of releasing that on social channels. So keep an eye out on either our Twitter or Instagram or what have you, or SoundCloud. We're going to release the whole thing, edited in a nice little package. So as a Christmassy treat. So thank you, Meredith, for being part of that. Um, but that was one of the many reasons I love this film. Michael Caine got really invested into the role Despite the fact he's surrounded by Muppets, he just makes it work and he, and he looks amazing. Yes, the bedposts were his own. The bed was his own. The room was his own. But the thing that made Scrooge happiest of all was that his life lay before him and it could be changed. I will live my life in the past, the present and the future of Jacob and Robert Marley. Oh, heaven in the Christmas time be praised for this day. I say it on my knees, Jacob and Robert, on my knees. You there, boy. What, me? Uh, that is, uh, what, me, sir? What's today? Pardon? 
What's today, my fine fellow? Today? Well, today is Christmas Day. It's Christmas Day. I haven't missed it. The spirits did it all in one night. They can do anything they like. Of course they can. Of course they can. Uh, of course they can. <laughs> do you know the poultry shop in the next street? Yes, sir, I do. An intelligent lad. A remarkable lad. <laughs> do you know whether the prize turkey has been sold in the window? Oh, the one twice as big as me? It's still there. Oh, it's a pleasure talking with you, lad. Go and buy it. Be serious. I am being serious. Buy it for me and I'll give you a shilling. Oh. No, I'll give you five shillings. What? Wow! I just, I just think it's underrated in a, way, in a weird way. It's sort of, I think it's, it's sort of, it's become more loved over time. Mm. I think no one really cared at the time. Mm. It became over time a bigger deal and now it's sort of accepted as a, as a nice little version of it and it is a genuinely good version of a Christmas Carol yeah Muppets or no Muppets yeah you know sans Muppets yeah still a bloody good version yeah. of Dickens' A Christmas Carol yeah so now it comes to the right here we go the here crunch we go. time right ranking the uh, Scrooges on right. our top six so who have we got so I've got yeah. Murray yeah. Sim Kane you've I'll, got I've got Atkinson yeah I've got Stuart yeah I've got Kemp right well, I'm willing to put Murray at the bottom. Murray at the bottom? Yeah. I love. I like Scrooge. Yeah, I love Bill Murray. I love Bill Murray. But uh, I think the rest had a little bit of more of a heart to it. So, you're number two. So, all right, okay, okay, so you've got to go Murray, number six. Yeah. Atkinson, Atkinson five? Yeah, I'd say Atkinson five. Then maybe four. Yeah. Stuart? Yeah. P. Stewart 4? Yeah, P. Stewart 4. Kemp versus Sim. Now, right. on paper, we'd obviously put <laughs> Sim higher than everyone. Of course, of course, Sim is definitely. But in terms easy. of who we personally would want to watch, mm. sit down and watch Christmas Carol of, I think we're going to have to put Sim number three. Sim at number three. Yeah, Sim at number three. Then Kemp, would you say? Well, apparently I would. I'm saying. There that. we go. Well, would you, what would you reckon? No, right. Would you, you, I mean, your personal favourite is obviously my personal favourite is Ross yeah, Kemp yeah. I feel like given that you've waxed lyrical <laughs> it, given that you go on about it every year and I want to shut you up <laughs> given that we had special guest star Meredith yeah, Braun yeah. in this very episode yeah. I feel like I'll let you have your yeah. way this okay. is my gift to you thank you Michael Caine number you. one so we're not including um, when uh, James Earl Jones apparently played Scrooge at one point as did Fred Flintstone. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead. Tim Curry was it, it was an animated version of a Christmas Carol, voiced by Tim Curry. Wow. Um, which I'd love to watch. And as you say, Vanessa Williams. Yeah. Jim Carrey, he did that obviously that uh animated oh, version. Oh yeah, that was sort yeah. of uncanny valley. Sort of a came little bit. out and no one really cared. Nah. Michael Gambon and that weird Doctor Who thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Kazrick Sardan yeah. in uh, in the episode called A Christmas Carol. Yeah. Do you know what though? That is the best Doctor Who Christmas special. <laughs> oh, Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really, really good. Okay. But we're gonna say it's Kemp versus Kane, but Kane comes out on top. He's Kane'd it. Yeah. He's come out on top. Well, there you have it. I think we are thoroughly scrooged out. Yeah. Now, guys, I know what you're thinking. What can you give us for Christmas? Well, <laughs> thanks for asking. You can, you can rate us, yeah. review us on iTunes, subscribe if you yeah. don't already. Uh, all 35 of our previous episodes are on there, including two previous Christmas specials. Yeah. Uh, they're also on our website which is twogeeks2beers.com. Recommend us to a friend. Give them the gift of two geeks this festive <laughs> season. And also, please find us on all the social channels, which mm. is at twogeekscast on all of them, which is Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Mm. Two men in their 30s who love cartoons, comic books, and video games, and we're on social, so who says we're not down with the kids? <laughs>
Well, we hope you've enjoyed Two Geeks Past and Two Geeks oh. Present. Join us in 2018 for Two Geeks Yet to Come. <laughs> <laughs> the next generation. <laughs> the new class. Yeah. Uh, to play us out, from the Christmas Carol inspired Kelly Clarkson's cautionary Christmas music tale. Bloody hell. It's a live performance of her sorely underrated festive hit, oh, Underneath the Tree. Underrated. Merry Christmas. Cheers, huh? Merry Christmas. Cheers.